0: Better spray yourself, on. you You're not supposed to be in here. I've got to use the telephone. You're not supposed to be in here.
1: I think you have a cold. No, no.
0: That's a clean telephone. I just think you can walk in here like that. you know that the germs can come through the wires? I never call and I never answer. It's a good way to get sick. Very, very sick. That's how I got so sick, so I- Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb, and this is my co-host Mike, and we are once again looking into Quentin Tarantino's book, Cinema Speculation, and I want to get to a couple of chapters before we talk about Sisters, the Brian De
1: Palma 1973 thriller. I have a couple of, well, first off, complaints, because I, well, I watched Sisters months ago, and then read the chapters also months ago. So when you told me, hey, I'm going to go back, I was like, oh, God. I was like, I've got to reread like the stuff that's not even related. Because I already planned to reread the chapter on Sisters. But now I'm going to issue my own correction to my prior complaint. Much like what QT has to say about Sisters, I don't have that much on it. So fine, Let's go, <laughs> let's go into the other chapters. Because I agree with Tarantino. After the first big kill of Sisters... What is there to, to this movie? So, yeah, let's go into what Kevin Thomas, uh, the movie brats. What are, what, are, what are the chapters we're discussing here? That's right.
0: The first of two chapters that aren't necessarily about a specific film, and you could argue that even the sisters chapter isn't really
1: about <laughs> Tarantino was a little bad about that on some of these selections. I'm like, you picked the movie, dude. What? <laughs> it's much yes. like, I guess, if we got on a podcast and decided to talk about something else, I could understand a listener being like, why did you do this to yourself? Clearly you want to talk about another film.
0: I think it's not so much about sisters, but really he just wanted to talk about Brian De Palma. Uh, But the first of those two chapters is called Second String Samurai, an Appreciation of Kevin Thomas. Kevin Thomas was the second string movie critic uh, for uh, the LA Times. And I, I absolutely adored this chapter because uh, Kevin Thomas was all about reviewing the films that kind of the main critic didn't want to do or didn't have the time to. And this actually included a lot of the foreign films, a lot of the indie stuff, and a lot of the exploitation films. And the the vibe that Kevin Thomas gives off is the vibe that I wanted to give off when I started my own podcast, It's Terrific, all those years ago. And I just wanted to be somebody who would champion the stuff that I loved and hopefully get a few people to uh, come along this this uh, journey with, with a few less trodden paths, I guess. And I wanted all to right. ask you... Oh, I have two ahead. more
1: complaints then. Uh-oh. One, you stopped doing the podcast. And two, you <laughs> dropped the, the awesome handle you had, which was It's Terrific. I never understood why you gave, you gave up all... All these social media rights to it's terrific uh which is you know that was befitting of your your personality, sir. I never understood that let me gi- let me give you
0: a a horrible, horrible epilogue to it's terrific <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm rubbing my palms together <laughs> i I agree with you, I had that same complaint about myself uh to the point where I began to not follow but stalk the person who took the it's terrific handle on Twitter, and he's this fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> who who <laughs> like not stalks people but watches people with other people who have like I guess they're a group of people who like purposely uh, uh stalk individuals online. It's it's very bizarre and they stopped doing it years ago. the the account hasn't been active uh for quite a while, I think since twenty seventeen um and so when I heard Elon Musk was like, "Oh, I'm getting rid of uh, a bunch of these inactive accounts," I started like actively looking into this uh, specific handle and nothing came of it. I was really I was going to say like
1: many of his promises. And that was that is one that I actually would agree with. At a certain point, we do need to release yep. you know the handles if you're going to continue the service. I assume though that Twitter or X will just go away before that actually happens. Uh but he'll probably ask you for, you know, you'll have to be Twitter blue to get your handle back but you know you still could do it on threads or whatever else web you can you could be laying the you know you could be flanking this account saying I'm going to take back its terrific you could you could
0: I could but you know what web is trying is just more accurate to where I am right it's, now in it my is, life It
1: is not sir it is not. You are not giving yourself enough credit. You are doing more than trying. You are hyping up your syndication episodes of Trilogy and Theory. You are a Certainly. success, sir. Well, is it even possible, though,
0: to be the kind of. Critic and to be the kind of film lover the way Kevin Thomas was in today's day and age. Uh, as much as I wanted to impact the world with its terrific, I don't think it's it, it, it's possible or it's just really hard in a world in a world where anyone can become a Rotten Tomato approved critic uh, simply by writing enough things. And by writing, I do mean blogging. Blah, and it's, it's like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I don't want because, you know, so dismissive from a podcast host. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not a bunch of Hemingways, right, <laughs> that are part of Rotten Tomatoes. OK, so is it possible to be the kind of uh, force of good, uh, somebody who would influence even the studios uh, uh,
1: because of his writing? um
0: in, in today's day and age,
1: no, uh, decidedly not. I, I mean, unfortunately, the last gasp of that, uh, was probably like the ain't it cool days, those guys. Um, but I feel like their impact is decidedly not uh, what Kevin Thomas was doing because it seems like in this, this chapter, and I actually probably was familiar with some of his reviews, but we were not of the age of QT nor lived in the, the zip code to be following him as a local critic. Um he was looking for the the diamonds in the rough. Or he was just approaching if you made a film, I will at least go in with perhaps, you know, stupid optimism that this could be as good as something uh from people of, you know, prior renown of some sort. I think that's the difference between modern fandom and that I will blame sort of cool news that they've, they've sort of had a lasting legacy as far as how fans approach things, which is they've already predetermined. This is something that I will like. And sometimes they rebel against it. If it, if it doesn't suit, you know, exactly what they had in their mind's eye, uh, they will rebel, but it is definitely more like sports team oriented than his. Like he was definitely a, he's a cheerleader for the form. And they're a cheerleader for certain properties. And I think that's the, the difference. That's a great,
0: great analysis. And one of the things that Tarantino mentions is that Kevin Thomas is somebody who just genuinely loves movies. And he will find something to like in the movies that he watches, even if he's not blown away by it. And it really reminds me of the way he talks about the movie brats in the second chapter.
1: So if you like what you heard, stumble over to patreon.com slash projecting film. There you'll find all of our episodes on cinema speculation for this year, along with other Patreon specific episodes for movie podcasts such as Offscreen Death and Sober Cinema. And if you hate clicking on links, don't worry. You'll get your own podcast specific feed under commentary track as if you need one more feed to listen to me on. It's just a buck, though.